In the coffee hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Friday. Yay. Casual Friday. It is casual Friday. It's the last Friday in June, too. Almost the last day of I June. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's July on Sunday. Wow. <laughs> I know. July is here. Already. And you can tell by the, uh, well, by everyone's eagerness to get out and enjoy summer vacation. I was going to say you can tell by swimming through the outdoors <laughs> these a, days. A little soupy out there. <laughs> a little muggy. Yeah. <laughs> At least around here it is. Yeah. What's it like in uh, in your neighborhood? Leave us a comment on the KFUO comment line, 314-996-1542. We love hearing from our listeners. Or you can you can email us, coffee at KFUO.org. Or uh, tweet, tweet us a picture. Oh, that's right. Twitter. Yes. We have KFU- a Twitter. <laughs> or Instagram. Or Instagram. Yeah. At KFUO Tweeting Radio. Would be fun, though. Yeah. yeah. Tweet us a picture of your uh, current situation. What is, uh, what's in, the, I can't believe you're drinking hot coffee this morning. I always drink hot coffee. I know, it's like, it's uh, 100% humidity and yeah. 80 still degrees got and you still got coffee. Well, in here it's like freezing, so. What coffee do you have this morning? I believe that's Costa Rica. Uh, well, it's it's appropriate it for today's appropriate. weather. Yes. Thanks to our friends at Concordia <laughs> University, Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about them at cuw.edu. Uh, Going to be... Going to focus on being well today. We are. Uh, great guest in studio, our friend Dr. John Eckrich. He's retiring, retired, or is he retiring? Is it is it in the works or is it is it real? Repositioned. Repositioned. <laughs> there we go. Uh, practicing physician and founder of Grace Place Wellness Ministries and uh, recent uh, teaching on fear, anxiety, and wellness. Also a book, Fear, Anxiety, and Wellness, Journey to a Heart at Peace. Dr. Eckrich, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Great to be with you. Thanks for being in the studio today, spending some time with us, focusing on wellness. The the topics, fear and anxiety and the relationship to wellness. Um, what what prompted your interest in this area of fear and anxiety as, as a physician, as a Lutheran? I think that uh, throughout my medical practice of 45 years, I never saw a patient come into the office, no matter what the physical problem was who didn't have an accompanying anxiety with what might be going on with them. And so often their fear and anxiety uh, and worry cause them to delay in getting appropriate care. Hmm. And and uh, I, I wanted to start addressing that issue because it is a, it is a layer to all of our well-being and wellness. In fact, the, the topic of fear and anxiety is addressed over 500 times in the scripture. And so I think it's a, a pretty important topic. I vouch for uh, being one of those people. <laughs> With the anxiety keeping you from getting oh, the care. Yeah. It, Especially Dr. Google. When you start Googling your symptoms and horrible, terrible things come up, it's just bad. That's probably the worst thing you can do, <laughs> isn't it? To, to start Googling well, symptoms. I think I think it's it's certainly an approach to the health and wellness topic, <laughs> but uh, it it doesn't unfortunately always apply directly to you. And mm-hmm. I think those worries uh, tend to multiply and multiply and and really create an anxiety which is debilitating to many people. Anxiety always makes things worse. <laughs> was this uh, was this your your uh, reasoning for for Grace Place? wellness then as well it was certainly a part of it uh over the 
over the years of practice, I took care of being actually two blocks away from here as our <laughs> office. I took care of a great number of Lutheran pastors and teachers with all of the Lutheran churches and schools that we had in St. Louis. And just as any any person, um, there was certainly levels of stress and anxiety that are that come along with being in the people business, which uh, our pastors and teachers are in, in relationship business. And, and uh, so I, I think that that was certainly an underlying feature. Absolutely. How, how prevalent um, is fear and shame in the life of the church, whether, whether it's um, the clergy, pastors, uh, church workers, or just congregation members? How, how, mu- how, how prevalent is that among people in the church? Well, it's, 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 it permeates virtually all of our society all of our culture, and so it, it certainly is going to be in the church, and particularly shame, and I might talk just a little bit more about shame, mm-hmm. but uh, I think shame is certainly one of the ways that Satan tries to uh, target uh, all people of Christian faith, and particularly our pastors and teachers. It, it's interesting, there's sort of two emotions that we have that are fear and anxiety-based, uh, amongst others, but fear, uh, guilt, and shame. Now, guilt means what I did was bad. And the therapy, if you would, you know, as, speaking as a physician, would be uh, confession and forgiveness. Shame, however, really means what I did was bad and I am bad. So it adds this layer of unworthiness to whatever you did and and that's something that often develops these shame uh, emotions develop in childhood and lead to uh, secretiveness and hiding and we have of course incredible examples in the scriptures of that but certainly in in contemporary culture we have the same thing and the real problem with shame is you can't you can't get out of it yourself you really need uh counseling you need an outside person who has their own understanding and vulnerability of their own shame to really help uh, help you return to worthiness uh, return to self-esteem and it's very destructive I I frankly think that uh, of the many factors that are involved in both the mass shootings as we had yesterday mm-hmm. uh, but throughout this country and and the suicide rates that we have, are very much mental health il- illnesses amongst other features, but certainly shame is a substantial component. Um, shame is a little different between men and women. Men are are goal-oriented and task-oriented, and so when they get shamed, it's because they are weak or they, they perceive themselves as weak, they've been bullied, and men tend to react to shame by... Uh, being vindictive or uh, developing malice, really sort of going outside themselves and trying to harm someone who's shaming them. And we see, of course, in the shootings, uh, the last figure I saw, 95 shootings in the last 20 years have been male, done by males, and only two by females. Very interesting. Hmm. Women experience shame differently and really turn that shame inward uh and we're seeing 
really horrible rates in our young girls of cutting, of suicide thoughts, and of, of actually accomplishing suicide. And uh, uh, both of those topics, uh, you know, of all this mass destruction and of of the, the suicide sort of rates, I think, have a very strong uh, uh, foundation within shame. So it is it is a, uh, a spiritual illness mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed, not just with good psychological care, mm-hmm. but needs to be addressed with good, good pastoral care, good, good uh, uh, spiritual care as well. When you were speaking about this, uh, the experience that uh, many um, pastors, teachers, church workers experience of, uh, you know, because they care for others, because they serve others, they experience uh, um, anxiety and stress uh, because of that. Uh, The first thing that came to mind was bearing burdens. We bear one another's burdens. What, um, how then do we... What do we do with this anxiety? What do we do with this fear that we might move to uh, a life of wellness rather than dwelling in the fear and anxiety? I, I think that part part of that treatment or therapy is the sharing with others, is being vulnerable and opening up to others. And of course, that's very difficult for our pastors and teachers often to feel that there's someone within their congregation that they can turn to, uh, to confide in, to receive that sort of uh, not only accountability, but uh, support. Uh, certainly they have their their uh, district president or their circuit visitor, but uh, I think all of us understand how difficult that is. So um, I think trying to connect our pastors and our teachers to uh, appropriate counseling if that's necessary or certainly some strong accountable friendships hmm. is is very important general care uh, doing physical activity which is certainly a stress and anxiety reliever uh, eating properly eating <laughs> well um, uh, movement and and finding times to really sort of downshift in their day finding times where they can just slow down even for a few moments, uh, perhaps meditating on the scripture or just sitting quietly in prayer, uh, really building those into your day are all helpful ways to deal with the sorts of stresses and anxieties that all of us face, but I think particularly our, our professional church workers. Are there ways that uh, congregation members can help support um, either either each other um, for sure we all we all have issues and as the as the body of Christ as brothers and sisters in Christ sometimes we have a better understanding maybe of what our fellow uh, congregation members may be going through but are, are there specific ways that we can support each other and especially support um, our pastors and, and teachers and church workers one of, yes one of the one of the um, ideas that that not just Grace Place but others within the, our church body have been looking at as as really pastoral care committees or support committees where there are uh, several members uh, chosen by the pastor and by the board of elders uh, who are really assigned to be uh, in essence caretakers but also accountability partners to our pastors sort of a mutual care committee where the pastor does have some people that that he is comfortable with um, 
to go to and to discuss what issues are going on within his life, within the life of his family, uh, and, and get at a real uh, personal level. And um, that takes a lot of trust and un- understanding and confidentiality on all part parties. But I think that it's a very effective way, and, and we've got material at Grace Place to help congregations uh, look at developing these types of uh, committees. We are just about out of time. I have, well, we have we a have. copy of the book here, <laughs> Fear, Anxiety, and Wellness, Journey to a Heart at Peace, Dr. John Eckridge. Thank you for bringing copies for us. How can our listeners get a, find the copy of this They're book? They're certainly on Amazon.com. And if you, want, uh, if you want to do a Bible class around this topic, uh, you can uh, receive uh, larger bulk uh, numbers through Grace Place Wellness, and that's www.gracepeace.com placewellness.org. Our guest today, Dr. John Eckrich, founder of Grace Place Wellness, retired physician and author of Fear, Anxiety, and Wellness Journey to a Heart at Peace. We'll also provide a link to the uh, the webinar on that very topic you did recently as well. Dr. Eckrich, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thanks. Great to be with you. Coming up in just a little bit, we meet the new provost of Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.